If you spent your life counting calories, obsessing over my fitness pal, or counting points that tell you how much you're allowed to eat in a day in order to lose weight, you're going to want to listen to today's episode. I'm going to share why I do not recommend calorie counting and how I've helped my clients lose weight without ever having to count calories, weigh their food, or take out the measuring cups. Let's get into it. Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss and beyond. Remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. So be sure to seek medical support from a qualified health professional. Hey, my friends, you're listening to episode 85 of the High on Life podcast, why I don't recommend calorie counting. I'm super excited to have this conversation because helping women stop calorie counting and obsessing over the wrong things is something I'm really passionate about. And I am recording this the very first week back to school. So for so many of you and me, (laughs) September feels like a fresh start. It's like January 1st, right? It feels like a new year, new goals, time to get back on track. I know this is especially true for my teacher clients. Shout out to all of our teachers, educators, administrators. We have so many of you inside Best Weight. Um, All of these teacher clients who are coming back from summer break and getting into the swing of things. And as you are starting this new year, so to speak, I suspect, I mean, I don't want to assume, but I have a strong suspicion that a bunch of you are like, now it's time to get back on my diet. I need to lose some weight this fall. I'm going to buckle down. Let's get out the food tracker. Let's do this. And if I'm correct in my suspicion, this may have been a pattern, maybe for a few years, probably for a few decades, right? And I would just like to offer you a better way, okay? So that you don't keep repeating the same dieting cycle year after year and then wondering why you just suck at it. And by the way, it's not you. And before we jump in, if you're listening and you are resonating with this and you're like, oh my gosh, that's me. I'm so done with calorie counting and failing at the calorie counting and then just doing the exact same thing again. I need to actually fix my relationship with food and ditch diet thinking. And I really want to lose weight for the last time. I want you to join me inside best weight because that is what we're about. That is what we do. That is what I help women with. So go to sashahighmd.com forward slash best weight. You can book a call with my team, discuss your challenges and goals. Okay, let's do it. All right, let's jump in. So why I don't recommend calorie counting. I just want to start by explaining like where calorie counting came from because it is like the number one recommendation from the dieting industry. And it's like the basis for almost all diets out there. And if it's not calories, it's calories disguised in the form of points, if you know, know what I mean, or it's calories in the form of green light, red light, yellow light foods, good, bad lists, or it's calories disguised as macros. Honestly, it's all the same. So where this came from is based on calculations of basal metabolic rate, and then trying to accommodate for how active you consider yourself during the day. So basal metabolic rate, the most commonly used calculator is the Mifflin-Saint-Jor equation. And so just kind of calculating like how much energy is your body using in a day and considering how active you are. Do you spend most of the day sitting? Are you up and about? Put all that together and give you a number. And then you eat to a deficit and you should lose weight, right? 
And it's based on, and this is what all the gym bros criticize when I say it's not as simple as calories in, calories out. It's based on the first law of thermodynamics, right? Energy can neither be created nor destroyed, only transformed from one form to another, but it's always conserved, right? So the idea is you can't have fat on your body that was created from nothing. Fat is storage, stored energy, and it arrived on your body from energy consumed, right? So sure, makes some sense if we were as simple math equations. But the problem is that if you think about two foods of equal caloric value, so let's say you eat the exact same amount of chocolate brownie compared to some chicken barbecued with peppers. That's what we've been eating a lot recently. So it's top of mind. Your body's metabolic response to those two things is totally different, right? One is going to spike your blood sugar, spike your insulin as a result, and the other is not going to. And I think you can all figure out which one is going to cause that huge insulin spike. And so as a result of that, how your body processes things and whether it's going to store or use up those calories is different, right? So that's why it's really not as simple as just saying calories in, calories out, and why when you only focus on calories a lot of things are problematic with that, right? So, I mean, I see a lot of people who do the calorie counting route or they do the points route. And you can see I have a bit of a beef with it. And here's the thing. You are forever relying on something outside of your body to tell you what you are allowed to eat. And I had a close friend who did the points route for many years and she would be like saving up her points so that she could have these apple blossom tarts from M&M Meats every evening. And meanwhile, she was hungry all the time, having cravings all the time, not feeling great, low energy levels. Well, I wonder why. If you focus solely on calories, you're not giving your body the calories it needs, but you're always spiking your insulin. Insulin is a fat storage hormone. It locks up your fat stores. Your fat stores are supposed to be used as an energy source, right? So your body's supposed to be able to tap into your fat stores when you haven't eaten or you don't have enough energy on board, mobilize those fat stores, use those fat stores for fuel. That's supposed to, that's what's supposed to happen. And we call that metabolic flexibility when you can tap into fat stores and use up glycogen, all that stuff. But if your insulin is always high, and this is also really common with insulin resistance, your body can't tap into those fat stores because your fat's all locked up. So think of insulin as locking up that fat. And so you aren't getting enough from your food because you're eating a caloric deficit, but you also can't tap into your energy stores. So what happens? Your body's, well, I better slow down the engine, right? I better slow things down because I can't get the energy that I'm eating. So its only option is to slow down your metabolic rate. And that's why you feel cold, tired, hungry, angry, <laughs> lots of cravings all the time because your body's just not getting what it needs. So it's it just like you could, you can do it, right? You can do starvation diets, but everything slows down. And then the second you start eating more again, because guess what? Your body's going to crank up your hunger because it's like, Hey, I'm kind of starving. And so it's going to make you hungrier because that's what all the hormones do in, within your brain. So then the second you start eating more again, and now your basal metabolic rate has dipped, mm, you're gaining weight, right? You're gaining weight back and then some, and that's the story I hear from so many people. So that's why I don't think just relying on calorie counting is great because you're not looking at nourishing your body and your body deserves to be nourished, right? So I think for so many reasons, the calories in, calories out kind of mentality when you're not looking at nourishment 
is flawed based on, you know, just like touting the first law of thermodynamics. But also, I mentioned this earlier, it's relying on something outside of yourself. So this is a big problem with the diet industry that I see with so many of my women is you completely are stripped of all power, all ownership, all sense of self-efficacy. Because you're taught, you don't listen to your body, just suck it up if you're hungry, because you're just following this calculator on your phone that says, this is how much you're allowed to eat, right? These are how many calories you're allowed to have today. And no matter how you're feeling, you just got to create a caloric deficit. So you're not tuned in with your body because you're just focused on this thing outside of you. And that number one, doesn't feel good long-term. Number two, doesn't work (laughs) long-term. So it's just a bad equation all, all in all. It's also really burdensome for people that a lot of people get tired of having to count calories. And then I say this all the time too, is that the calorie counters don't work when it's nine o'clock at night and you are like stressed after the day and your kids have been a disaster and you just want to chill out on the couch and you're like, screw it. I don't care that I have no more calories. Let me just find what's in my pantry because I just need something. I need to self-soothe with food. The calorie counters go out the window. So for all these reasons, they don't work. They don't work long-term for many people. Now there may be some people that can do this route because there are some people who have successfully lost weight with calorie counting. But I'm just saying the people who come and work with me and maybe you, if you resonate with my messaging are one of these people, it doesn't work because there's a whole lot of other stuff going on that causes us to eat beyond just math. If we just ate because of math, this would be easy. (laughs) If we just followed like math equations and that determined how much we ate and what we ate in a day, this would be easy, but it's not like that because we're real human beings. We have emotional attachments to certain foods. Maybe you're someone who self-soothes with food. Maybe you're someone who struggles with a lot of food cravings. Calorie counting does not address any of that. And then you wonder why you keep failing with it. All right. So the way we teach our clients, because you're like, okay, well, if I don't calorie count, like how do I know how much I'm supposed to eat in a day? Well, by listening to your body and the way we teach our clients to lose weight is just, it's a lot more empowering because my goal when I'm working with clients is that you're not dependent on me telling you what to do. I do not want to tell you what to do. And my clients know this. I will never tell you what to eat. I will never tell you what you are allowed. I will never give you a meal plan that you have to follow. I'm just not about that because you know what I want instead? I want you to, to build self-efficacy because when I'm not around five years from now, I want you to still feel like you know what you need to do to take care of your body, right? When I said I'm five years from now, not talking about me dying, talking about you not working with me anymore in five years, right? Or whatever it is in a year, in two years, whatever that amount of time is. Okay. (laughs) So I want you to have self-efficacy, which means you know how to make decisions for yourself. You know how to tune into your body. You know how to fuel your body. You know how to recover quickly. You know how to build a sustainable plan for yourself. That's realistic and not perfect. That's what I want you to have. That is going to be much more empowering than always kind of looking for this external thing to tell you what to do. And you know what? I'm also going to acknowledge that at first it feels pretty scary. And I tell this to women when they come in on a discovery call and they're joining us for the first time. I tell them, listen, you want this because you're like, oh yeah, I, that's what I want, right? I want that self-efficacy. I want to not be relying on calorie counting, but you're going to get in and the lack of rules is going to feel very scary because you know what? When you're used to diet rules having freedom all of a sudden feels scary. It's ah, like, I don't know how to eat if you don't tell me what to do. 
that's what a lot of women experience at the beginning. So it's okay. It's okay that your brain is freaking out. We've got you. We've been through this with lots of women. You've got to trust the process and you're going to get used to it. And as you build self-efficacy, there's so much freedom that comes from that. Okay. So here's what I would suggest instead of calorie counting. I would suggest focusing on nourishing your body. So what does that mean? The first thing to look at is having protein forward meals. And the vast majority of people are just not getting enough protein in their diet, right? So sometimes I'll hear the objection of, oh, but I've got, I've got a kidney issue. I don't want to eat too much protein or your body can't absorb certain amounts of protein. The people that I'm talking to, they're barely getting enough protein in a day and like struggling to get it in with enough of their meals. So I'm not worried about that. That's, that's just my, my clients are not the ones who are eating way too much protein and that we need to be concerned about that piece. So don't worry about that really work on, okay, how can I incorporate protein with every meal? And this is where maybe at the beginning you want to just, you want to put it into an app just because you don't know how much protein is in the food that you're eating. And so the value of doing a little bit of tracking at the beginning is just to gain some understanding of like how much protein is in your food. So how much protein is in this, like these two chicken thighs that I'm eating or these two eggs that I'm eating? Because oftentimes people think, for example, two eggs, people often think that's enough protein for a meal. But if you actually count it, I think it's only like, I'm not going to tell you because I can't remember the exact numbers, but it's way lower than the 30 grams that you're needing. And if you're aiming for 20 to 30 grams of a meal, the two eggs is going to have to be supplemented with something else as well. And so that's where there may be value in doing a bit of tracking just to gain that knowledge. Why do we want to focus on the protein first? Because that's really going to help with your fullness. So when you just going back to when you just count calories, remember what I said is you're hungry all the time. You're craving all the time because if you are eating like high refined carbs, but low calorie, like low fat products, but they're packed with sugar, you're, and you're just trying to get your calories down. You're going to be cranking up your insulin. You got lots of dopamine going on the brain, lots of cravings. That is a hard way to lose weight. If you're hungry all the time, really hard to not eat. So when you focus on, okay, let me fill up with protein and fiber from veggies, fruits, you naturally will be inclined to eat less because you are not going to be starving all the time. You're not going to be craving all the time. You're going to have more peace in your body. For me, that's what I would say is food freedom, quieting the mental chatter, quieting all those urges and cravings, feeling peaceful in your body and just being able to eat because you're satisfied and not needing to overeat as a result of kind of stimulating insulin and dopamine in your brain insulin in your body, dopamine in your brain. The second thing is if you're focusing on kind of protein fiber, so nourishing your body is you're going to have again, more satiation. So satiation is fullness at the end of a meal. Satiety is um, fullness between meals. So how long does that meal keep you before you're needing to eat again? If you're finding that you need to eat again after an hour or two, you are probably eating too many refined carbs, processed carbohydrates, because you're just, you should be able to go three hours without eating, right? Without feeling hungry again. That's satiety, fullness between meals. It's return to hunger, how quickly you return to hunger and then satisfaction, right? You also want to leave your meal feeling like satisfied, not feeling like I still need to eat something because that wasn't enjoyable or it just doesn't, I, it doesn't feel complete. So protein forward, aim for those 20 to 30 grams. And if you need to, to track to just to get a sense of what that is, the second thing is veggies and fruit because that's going to bulk up your fiber. And also it's just going to nourish your body, right? You're going to feel more energetic. You're going to feel great. If you really focus on how can I increase veggies in my day? 
And then as you focus on nutrition over calories, you will experience less hunger, fewer cravings, and you will naturally eat less. Okay. Now, as we do this, as we work with clients, we also teach them about identifying hunger, what physical hunger feels like versus psychological hunger. And that's kind of like a step two that we would love to help you with inside best weight. And I will say that there's not everyone in the world can eat an intuitive way like this, where you are really familiar with hunger. And so there are some people where we work on something called mechanical eating, which is more structured. It's I'm going to have my three meals per day, and I'm going to make sure it's, it's a balanced plate. And I'm not so much relying on familiarity with hunger cues and fullness cues, because there are some people where maybe they've dieted for so long, or they've had some sort of eating disorder, for example, or disordered eating patterns where they, their body just can't identify with that. And so there are certain scenarios where we will work on mechanical eating and that's where everyone is different. So even what I say, it's not going to work for a hundred percent of the population, but this kind of focus on nutrition over calories, I think is a good general recommendation. Okay. So here is your homework because remember just listening to me and being like, Oh, so interesting. Great episode of her podcast. Okay. Firstly, thank you. (laughs) But just listening does not lead to transformation. So I want you to take action because I I actually do this podcast because I want you to see change in your life. And I love when I get DMs and like messages from people that are not even my clients who are telling me that their life is changing. Like that just blesses me so much. And I want you to take action. So this week, here's what I want you to do. I want you to put away your calorie counting app. Instead, I want you to just focus on one key piece, which is make each meal protein forward. So really try to amp up the protein in breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And if you're eating snacks in between, also, how can I incorporate protein into this snack? right? So you're not having a snack that's just like a granola bar, which is going to spike your sugar and make you even more hungry. You're maybe pairing it. I'm not saying you can't have that. I'm just saying you're pairing it and thinking about protein. And I want you to notice something. I just want you to do some observation, see if you notice that you're feeling more satisfied, less hungry, and therefore maybe finding yourself naturally eating a little bit less. All right. That's the homework. And when you are ready, when you are ready to actually lose weight for good while feeling satisfied and satiated, I want you to join us inside Best Weight. I know some of you are listening and you've been listening to me for a while and you've been procrastinating or you're scared. I get it. I get that it's scary to take a chance on yourself and try something different. I know it's more comfortable to just keep doing what you know, which is calorie counting, by the way, or trying another diet, even though it has never worked. Every other time before you've always regained the weight. It's okay to feel uncomfortable with doing something different because the discomfort zone is where your personal growth happens. And I would love to be your guide in that. That is what I do. That is what we do inside our community. Let us do it together. So head over to www.sashahimd.com forward slash best weight, book a call with my team to get started. And I would love to help you. All right. So let me know how it goes with the homework. Send me a DM on Instagram. Send me an email if you'd like to. I just love hearing from you. And I hope you have a wonderful week. I will talk to you again very soon. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed listening to the High on Life podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts.